When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. In the know, non-stop Vikings talk, it's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. There he is, Patrick Peterson, probably looking younger now than he did like 10 years ago. The dude is aging very gracefully. Yes, he is. Early 30s. So uh, this is Purple Daily. Speaking of aging gracefully, Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, and Declan Goff here with your daily Vikings entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die, 60-plus years, it's time to go, guys. We've got about a month until the regular season. Let's get that offense into tip-top shape. We're going to focus on the quarterbacks in Judd's camp notes today and some various other things he observed over the weekend. But the show is presented by our friends at TCL. No matter what you watch, TCL has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, always stunning picture quality. And TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances. TCL bringing you joy and simplicity through innovative technology at TCL.com. All right, Judd, is, uh, you're, you're looking like you've been, the SPF has been uh, at least holding off the sun from it's been working. frying your head too badly. Pretty good. It's been working, yep. And it's it's been, um, Saturday was, was rainy. They actually mm-hmm. were going to practice indoors, and so they told fans, sorry, but no access. Then they went outside. But not bad, and and it was a light session on Sunday and very pleasant. So, the last two days at least, the weather has certainly cooperated from a football standpoint. Beautiful. So, okay, we uh, if if you missed our deep dive on Sunday into the current center competition, as Kevin O'Connell put it, unless words are being taken out of context, which you know I know I know Quasey and Kevin O'Connell have been worried about that, but uh, he did refer to it as a competition. And he acknowledged some of the struggles Garrett Bradbury has had that we've all seen for years in pass protection. So the deep dive on the center position is the Sunday episode. So definitely check that out. We said, let's devote the Monday episode to just sort of a state of the Vikings quarterbacks discussion through the first couple weeks of camp. So uh, you take it wherever you want here, Judd. But let's let's discuss sort of where are the quarterbacks, Kirk Cousins, Kellen Mond, Sean Mannion, after a couple weeks in Camp KOC. So there's... At least two very different stories here as far as, I think, expectations. Because, you know, Kirk's going to start. There's no question. So the the Kirk question comes down to what are we seeing from him as far as being prepared for, as you said, basically a month from today, starting uh, the season against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, The Mannion-Mon competition is intriguing because the question there is, one, who is going to be the backup quarterback, and two, is a sufficient if Kirk Cousins backup quarterback uh, in camp right now? So, like, could you get to a point, and we'll discuss this, where you just simply say, 
the backup quarterback is not on the roster. Like, there there might be a practice squad guy in mind, but... So let's start with Cousins, though, um, because I think this camp has been extremely intriguing from that standpoint, as far as the... the um, not just the work he's done in trying to learn what is for him a system that he was familiar with a little bit in Washington, but hadn't run for a, a long time. And keep in mind, the difference for Cousins here is despite the fact that the uh, with Zim here, the Vikings changed offensive coordinators consistently. Um, they were usually to a large degree for the last few years, tweaking the scheme, right? So like, Clint Kubiak didn't take his old man's offensive scheme and say, oh, that's the stupidest scheme I've ever seen. I'm going to change it. So Kirk was expected to evolve and change and learn some new things. This is an overhaul. So it's a very different ask. Um, And here's the most interesting thing I've seen in camp from Kirk. He is, I think he's thrown by my count, approximately six picks in practice. Where this is intriguing is not to sound the alarm. Where this is extremely intriguing is, and we've talked about this from day one with O'Connell, if Kirk Cousins is going to be what Matthew Stafford was last year, he has to be willing to take risks that he usually is adverse to taking. Doesn't mean he has to be stupid with the ball. He's thrown some bad passes. Mm -hmm. but But he's also thrown some nice ones. But it means he's going to have to try to make throws that I think in the Zimmer regime, Kirk Cousins simply didn't make and didn't want to make. And so the first part of what I've observed about Kirk that I find to be intriguing is while you see the picks at first, you're like, oh, he just threw a pick. I don't know that it's actually the worst thing that in practice he is definitely trying to do things that previously he didn't. And while they might not always work, they at least are a step in the direction of Kirk Cousins at times making throws that Kirk Cousins didn't make for the last, what, five years here. Hmm. So, again, it's first two weeks of camp, and there's been not very many padded practices. What, two padded practices? I think we're at three now. Three now? Of 11, yeah. So it's, uh, it, it's, it's tough to judge everything right now, but would you say that he is being more aggressive in certain situations? Because even he, he, you know, we've talked about, he alluded to this, moment during OTAs where he moved off a first read, progressed to his second and his third, and, and Kevin O'Connell came up and said, hey, man, if, if we get that look, I want that for, I want you to throw it to that first read. And Cousins mm-hmm. said, oh, that's – he didn't say risky, but he implied, oh, based on that look, I would 10 times out of 10 not throw that ball to the first read. And we're kind of left to interpret, well, why, would, why wouldn't he – he didn't because he doesn't go into specifics. He's not going to get into, like, the minutia, mm-hmm. but – Presumably, he's not throwing to that first read. His intuition says, I'm not going to throw to that first read because that's too tight of a window. It's too much of a 50-50 ball. I don't want to risk throwing an interception. And Kevin O'Connell is saying, no, that's where the big yardage is right there. It's not as risky as you think. So that Mm -hmm. that dynamic right there and unwiring some of the conservative nature of Kirk, I wonder, A, how long is it going to take? B, could it backfire? Could Could you be asking a guy to do something he's just not comfortable doing and he's just... He's going to wind up getting in his head too much and maybe throwing too many interceptions, or is it all going to click and you're going to see this new level of Kirk that we haven't even seen before, and this offense is going to progress to a new spot? So I I don't know the answer yet, but I think there's a few different plausible outcomes. Well, let's go through the two picks he threw on Friday, because the the two picks that he threw on Friday, I think they were both in red zone drills, were extremely intriguing to me. 
The first one is a ball that he uh, attempted, and I don't know if it was for Jefferson or Thielen, um, but he attempted to pass over the middle, and Jordan Hicks picked him off pretty easily. Uh, like like it, it, that play screamed, Phil, what you just said, which is, okay, first read, told to do this, here's the ball, oh, whoops. The second is more is even more interesting to me because it's a it's a pass that he threw for I believe it was Thielen in the corner of the end zone in a red zone drill, and it was a really bad pass picked off by Dantzler, but he tried to force the ball in, and that's not Kirk, but it might need to be Kirk. So yeah, I th- this to me at this point in Kirk's career is a really interesting experiment. Like, it's a really interesting... You are taking a guy who has done things a certain way for a long time now, and I think has, you know, he has never been a guy who's like, I'm going to take dumb risks. And you're not asking him to take dumb risks, but you're asking him to seize opportunities that ordinarily he might shy away from. And I, I mean, that this will be one of the biggest stories, in my belief, of the 2022 Vikings and the amount of success they potentially might have. Uh, Because there has to be a happy medium between Kirk being risk-adverse and O'Connell being like, dude, you just gave up a huge play, right? Yeah, and and, and some of where, some of this is hard to, it's hard to quantify a little bit because, or or I think people question like, what do you you mean? The guy has like a 105 passer rating every year and he has 70% completions and the numbers are there on paper. I think if you were to break down go deeper into analytics. If you were to, obviously there's been some great sort of anonymous scouting reviews of cousins. There's a reason why some of these lists where, Hey, I talked to 50 people inside the NFL and those 50 people say, Hey, he's like 15th or 16th or 13th, mm-hmm. despite putting up numbers that look like he should be top five or six. And I think what all of that would tell you is he's a really good quarterback, but there are some situations where he might opt for, a seven or an eight yard throw or completion. And by the way, the first half of the season last year, he was like bottom 10 among starting quarterbacks and average depth of throw. And then later on, they started, they did some self evaluation and he started getting the ball down the field more, but he might opt for a shorter throw. That's safer. That doesn't ding your stats. In fact, it kind of helps your stats. It's a completion. It might be seven or eight yards, but maybe you're missing something that's 25 yards down the field or 18 yards down the field. And so that that's kind of the, the, the mysterious area where it's it's really hard to sort of wrap your head around as you're just looking at the back of a football card stat sheet, right? Yes, exactly. And, and so the despite the fact they were picks, to me that's the good side of, of what they're trying to do with Kirk. Like that's the that's the you're working on something in practice that actually uh, once we get to the season could be beneficial. Here's the here's the bad side. Here's the old Kirk. And again, this is not all Kirk's fault, but in the evaluation quarterback film I find it intriguing they were working on a they were working on a end of game drill um, on Friday as well and in the course of that drill the first team offense on fourth down one I think Kirk gets sacked so that that's an offensive line excuse me problem the second part though is because they don't have sacks in practice he ended up basically heaving the ball away I would he rather see he, he threw the he ball threw away, away on fourth, on fourth down, down in a training he camp drill. He basically threw the ball <sighs> away. On, now, dude. first of all, he would have been sacked. But second of all, because we don't have sacks, 
the play goes through, and he basically throws the ball. And I think he's trying to protect to those training camp the, stats. Yeah. Okay, so just flat out, I would rather see Kirk throw a pick right now. I would far rather see him throw a pick than throw the ball away. So, so to me, that's where we are in a very interesting crossroads potentially in the career of Kirk Cousins and sort of how how Kevin O'Connell is trying to get in Kirk's brain and rewire Kirk. I think this is a really interesting in-depth discussion about what you can do with a quarterback at this point in his life and his career. And if you can do it well, it could be good. Kevin O'Connell can't change, and this is broken record, but I think we've been talking about this for six to eight months, uh, and I was talking about it with Realistic Randy last week, by the way, another Realistic Randy episode dropping today on Monday. You aren't going to be able to change the physical traits of Kirk Cousins, right? He's 34 years old. Like He's been in the league for 10 years. He actually throws one of the best deep balls in the league. You're not going to change one of the physical traits. You can't make him quicker. You can't make him roll out faster. He is who he is. But can you change the mental wiring, right? Like, can you change the idea that, hey, there's a shot here. You have to take it. And I think that's what Kevin O'Connell can get out of Kirk. If there's something more to his game, it's not the physical part of his game. It's the mental part of his game that, for mm-hmm. whatever reason, he seems to lack in either big moments or moments that, hey, this is a chance to get a kill shot. Go take it. And that right there is sort of the conundrum of quarterbacks. Histor- like, Tom Brady's the only one, maybe a little bit Aaron Rodgers. But you, you progress after... 10, 15, in Tom Brady's case, 20-plus years mentally, Peyton Manning said, yeah, when I retired, I couldn't throw a ball 12 yards down the field anymore, but I saw everything like Neo in the Matrix. Everything was slow motion. I knew exactly what every defender was doing. I knew the tells. I've seen every alignment. And so that's the race against time that all quarterbacks have is can you can you capitalize on sort of the the, the hockey stick growth of your mental capacity once you get to your early mid thirties, it's just like, oh my god, it just starts comp. Your ability to process probably just compounds year after year. But right. physically, you actually start to erode. Forget about like adding speed to Kirk or like. You, not only can you oh, not yeah. change Kirk physically, he's only going to erode physically from this point forward, right? Because of where he's at age wise. But he is entering a sweet spot mentally, where from age thirty three, thirty four to thirty eight, if he gets paired with the right coach here, and maybe he is with Kevin O'Connell, they're this, there could be a Kirk renaissance if things click in the next and, few years. And I, I think what O'Connell is saying to Kirk, too, is this. If I give you a first read, it should work. Because I think the problem is, so to Dex's point, Kirk's got a great arm, and Kirk can make throws. But I think part of the problem with Kirk was is Kirk doesn't, I don't know that Kirk necessarily throws a great ball of anticipatory skill. And by that, I, I, I mean... We are now in a league where you have to throw the ball to where the receiver will be, not where the receiver is, and you have to trust everybody involved, including the play caller, right? And I think that despite the fact that physically Kirk throws a great football, I don't know that he necessarily trusts himself or at times the guy calling plays where that first read is absolutely right. But the ball has to be delivered. And it doesn't have to be delivered one, two, three. It has to be delivered one. Bang! It's out, mm-hmm. and so like this is this is all again gets into the the really interesting points of of the evolution of if the Vikings are going to be as successful as the Vikings think that they can be, can they get their quarterback there? On to backups. Hold on, I actually I actually have oh, a couple sorry. more questions on Kirk uh, O'Connell okay. here. So 
One thing I want people to remember here, and I'm saying this to myself too, because I tend to, I mean, I eighty percent of me thinks that Kirk is who he is, and you could bring in a system and a coach, and there's just certain things about Kirk that are going to cap his ability to to be one of the top six or seven guys. But then I remember back to the 2017-18 Los Angeles Rams that won a combined 24 regular season games over two years and produced a back-to-back pro bowler in Jared Goff with this offense, Sean McVay's offense. They had the number one offense in the NFL in 2017 with a second-year Jared Goff who led the NFL in yards per completion, passer rating over 100 for two straight years, Super Bowl appearance, the guy threw for 4,700 yards in 2018 and had career highs across the board in QBR, in yards per game, in yards per attempt. So then we've seen what Jared Goff looks like when you strip away the Sean McVay, Kevin O'Connell system and everything that he's doing in Detroit right now. So um, if Jared Goff can perform at that level in 2017-18, I don't think anyone would disagree that Kirk Cousins is a far more talented quarterback than Jared Goff has shown himself to be in six years in the NFL. Here's my last question for you, and then we can get to backups. In what you've observed, and I get that most of their relationship takes place behind the scenes in meetings and text messages or phone calls or whatever, but right. what have you observed just on the field at practice between Kevin O'Connell and Kirk Cousins or at press conferences, the way they sort of talk about each other? Um, Kirk has been Kirk, which is sort of, uh, he's just Kirk. He doesn't really say, like, he's, he doesn't not say good things. It's just very rehearsed. It's very practiced. It's very, again, corporate quarterback like. Yeah. Um, O'Connell's praised him. And, and O'Connell, I think O'Connell looks at, to your point about, uh, Jared Goff, I think, uh, O'Connell looks at Jared Goff and says, well, Kirk might not be, uh, Stafford, but he's far closer to being Matthew Stafford than Goff. And so I, I think he does see that potential there. But yeah, it's very, it's so hard to tell with Kirk because Kirk is sort of awkward. And I feel like Kirk never really wants you to get in, in on, on how he feels about something, a coach, especially. And I always do feel like Kirk is publicly trying to distance himself from, hey, if this goes down in flames, I don't want the smoke from that, right? So I'd say from O'Connell's standpoint, you see him praise Kirk a lot. And and I think he does genuinely believe that he can get the most from Kirk. In Kirk's case, Kirk seems happier. Like, he definitely does. The mood around the entire camp seems far superior. Uh, but I don't know that, I don't know that you would say, like, that you see a chummy buddy buddy relationship there it might exist i just don't i don't see it and i don't think kirk wants you to see it yeah old macadac might be hammering the over on kirk cousins on prize picks this year that's right who's got two thumbs and is the look number one kirk stan right look, here look at you <laughs> old macadac so prize picks is the easy way to play daily fantasy you pick between two and five players and an over or under on their projections and you can win up to 10 times your uh, your entry. So a uh, good chance to do pretty well for yourself on the weekends, perhaps. And they offer every major sport. So if you're, if you're like me and you're a football nerd and a golf nerd and those weekends intersect maybe in September, then maybe you can take an over on Kirky Boy and an over on, I don't know, Tony Finau or something. 
Use the promo code NORTH and prize picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Promo code NORTH. Check out the app or the website, prizepicks.com. Also, uh, weight loss made easy thanks to our friends at Livia. That's exactly right. And and right now, I'm going to tell you, down 40 pounds. Livia has a new offer as well starting today. So I, wa- I want you to join me on uh, my journey to not only drop those pounds, but keep them off, which is absolutely the most important thing. It's an anniversary sale right now. Yes, you can join for 50% off. I said that correctly, 50% off. So if you're trying to drop those pounds, uh, fit, fit into all those clothes that don't fit now. So you've been saying, you know what? I got a closet full of clothes and they don't fit. Judd, what can I do? I'm going to tell you right now, 50% off, 855, go dot com. L-I-V-E-A.com. Again, starting today, 50% off, anniversary special, Livia.com is the place where your weight loss starts. And once it starts, it's great because you will keep that weight off. All right, now... Onto the backups, the backup quarterback. The backup quarterback uh, situation to me is very, very intriguing because of the expectations that I believe that this team has for 2022 and the fact that you can't count on the fact that Kirk Cousins won't get hurt. I know he usually doesn't, and I know he's an Iron Man, and that's awesome. Uh, but that's also a very, that's a slippery slope year after year to say, well, he won't get hurt. Um, Kellen Mond and we've talked about this, has received every opportunity, I think, to seize the backup job. Like, they've given him every chance. And at every turn, there have been some nice throws, there have been some plays that are encouraging, but the decision-making process is distressing. It takes too long. He is he is not processing this as quickly as he needs to. And I, I don't believe, right now, if you were to play a regular season game, you could play Mond, and it wouldn't be malpractice on your part. Um, part of the Packers' problem uh, that that game that Zim ripped him for and said, "Have you seen him practice?" Part of the problem there was they put Kellen Mond into a game in which he didn't belong. He shouldn't have been playing. And this discussion goes back to what we talked about in training camp last year with Mond as well. There are fundamental issues of processing and how you play quarterback where if you're not there you shouldn't play like it, it is a it's not a red flag of well he might not be good enough it's a red flag of you can't play in in the national football league right now therefore it's my opinion as of this morning and the, the vikings do have a uh, night practice tonight on monday night before being off on tuesday it's my opinion right now that there is no question that if the season started today sean Mannion is the backup that being said, gets back to my point. I don't think that with the expectations this team has put on itself for 2022, if they're being serious, that the backup quarterback is on the roster right now. I do not see how either Mannion or Mond is a suitable, Kirk just got, got hurt, what should we do? Yeah. Let's throw in Mannion or Mond. My opinion is you would probably lose every game they started it, no matter how good your defense Okay, is. so then which one, If let, let's say that the coaches and the front office are sort of in alignment with you, which is, mm, okay, we like having Mannion in the room, and Mond has shown some potential, but ultimately, this is your second training camp guy. It's got to start clicking a little bit here. I know it's a new system, but, dude, the NFL moves fast, and sometimes you have to learn new systems. So if they, if they determine, okay, these two guys are nice guys, 
And Mannion's nice to have as kind of a pseudo assistant, but we can't trust those guys to take over for three weeks. Which don't you have to make a move then? Which one? Which one do you say goodbye to 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 trade or add? I'd have to go look and see who's available sitting on their couch right now. <laughs> right, it's not like there's a bunch of options. But who do you get? Which one of those do you say goodbye to then? Um, I think they I think they would cut Mond and hope to get him through to the practice squad. I I think Mannion makes the team because of Kirk. Un- unless I'm wa- I, unless I'm very mistaken here. I mean, I think Sean Mannion is in training camp because of Kirk. They can say what they want. And, and he, he knows does, the system. He was in, he he was in, he was in Los Angeles. Yes. And, and I will say this. In watching him practice, I'm not saying he's good, but he at least can get the ball out. Mond, if I was to put an estimate on amount of sacks on Kellen Mond thus far, if he could be sacked because he didn't wear a red jersey, I'd say he's at about 50. They should, like, they should, they should greenlight sacks for when Kellen Mond's out there. That'll get, that'll make you get rid of the ball. Oh, Daniel Hunter's coming. Yeah, hey, but Here, I mean, oh, snap balls out. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the ball is just it doesn't come out. It doesn't come out. He he made. I saw. Was it on Thursday or Friday that I there was a play? It might have made its way onto Twitter, but I saw a bunch of people talk about Mond threw a great ball there because he he rolled out. I think to his left and threw a deep pass, and it was. And once he gets rid of the ball. Like he's there, there's something there. Um, I'm just saying as far as the right now, but the problem that people ignored was he would have been sacked four seconds before that pass. Like he was literally eaten up by the defensive line. Now, now that could be an offensive line problem. But I'm sorry, we can't always just blame them. Oh, it's the offensive line. If they did their job and the quarterback could stand back there for 10, yeah. 10 Mississippis, they'd be fine. That's yeah. not how this league works. Yeah, there's a certain there's a certain level of, yes, the the offensive line. And we do this. The Vikings fans do this all the time where, yes, Zimmer needs to be better. Or, yes, the offensive line needs to be better. And sometimes quarterbacks need to be better moving around in the pocket. Like, you're not going to have perfect everything and that's kind of where we are with this offensive line until they officially fix the center position too is you're going to be dealing with some level of crap and some pressure up the middle but certainly not on every snap. It right. sounds to me like Kellen Mond's struggles are sometimes due to the offensive line but largely due to yeah. him just not being able to identify what's happening quickly and get rid that's of the ex- Yes, that's and, exactly and do, right. You don't get eight years to figure that out. I'm sorry. You, that's you, exactly you, you right. two or three training camps, and then you're kind of kind of done. And can I, rec- can I uh, recklessly speculate on a backup quarterback possibility? I don't think the Vikings oh. would, will do it, but I saw it thrown out there on Twitter, and I sort of loved it. Reckless speculation. And it's a guy that we've talked about a lot at various times during the history of Purple Daily. Brett Favre. Uh, no, no, Brett Favre. Um... It's not Brett Favre, but it's a guy who, you know what, plays a little bit like Brett Favre. Not nearly as good. Been a starter in this league before. I believe he's a backup right now. Drives a van. Drives a van. Slings slings the football. (laughs) Gives bro hugs to dad after games. How about a little Gardner Minshew for you? I love it. I saw it thrown out on Twitter. I liked it. Our, our, uh, our, um, Our fans, viewers are very smart. I thought to myself, Sort of like that one, Gardner Mitchell. He's got one year left, I think, on his rookie scale contract. He would, pr- not that he would have a say in this. He doesn't have like a no trade list or anything, but he's probably interested in somewhere that a starter could fail and falter, and then he, he could 
jump in and, and be the sure. guy. He would only get a chance if Kirk got hurt here. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm also curious, Not with the Vi- it's not going to happen with the Vikings next two years, but I just kind of want to see a, a competent organization bring this dude in and, and see what is his upside. He's so much fun to watch, and we've seen some of it now. He's, at, he's had some train wreck games too, but yeah, count me in on your Minshew idea. I'm here for it. But like, what would you have to trade for him? Fifth round pick? A fifth, yeah, sixth. Draft. Didn't they get him for a sixth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It okay. wouldn't be as much as you'd think. Here for it. But, I mean, he's, you know, he started games. If Kirk gets hurt and, and you're still trying to win games, there's a very small list probably of potentially available backups that give you a chance to win. I'm just saying, at this point, I don't know how Kevin O'Connell watches the film of practice and says, oh, boy, you know, Kirk goes down. We got Sean Mannion. Yeah. Uh, give us uh, just a few other tidbits from your notebook here. And for the audience, shameless plug, we are capped here. We have about five or ten minutes left because Declan and I are going to talk to Le Champion himself, Chris Jericho for Mackie and Judd. So if you're a wrestling fan, you want to check out Mackie and Judd's podcast feed here. But Judd, what else you got in that notebook? Um, Ed Ingram, didn't Ed Ingram get Ed, some run with the ones? Yeah, so they, they had a very light practice in shorts yesterday. So... This is good, and it's also a little bit concerning. Um, Jesse Davis was off a so he he is he right now is the as far as I can tell starting right guard. Ingram might challenge him, but right now, if Jesse Davis is is practicing, he's the starting right guard. So a couple days ago, he got a Veterans Day off along with like Patrick Peterson, Harrison Smith. Uh, yesterday, in what was an extremely light practice. He didn't practice, and I think he was the only, like, there there weren't other guys who were healthy off. So that was a little bit concerning. He's coming off, I believe, what, a knee, I believe, a season-ending knee injury last year. But the point is, there's definitely some wear and tear there. So with Davis out, Ingram moved up to the first team right guard, and this could turn into now a competition. It makes some sense, right? It certainly would not be if Ingram served the role that we all expected Wyatt Davis was going to. That wouldn't shock us. Mm-hmm. It would make some sense. Um, what we also saw to to build upon the conversation that we, that we had on the special edition of Purple Daily yesterday. What we also saw was for the third time in practice, and after a couple of days of this being flip flop back, um, um, Austin Schlotman moved from center back to guard. And Chris Reed moved from guard back to center. Wow. And so they continue to, I guess, flip-flop, rotate, work both of those guys um, as Garrett Bradbury's primary backup. What's intriguing is this. Schlotman has extensive experience in games at center. So, like, he might not be good. I don't know, but he's got the experience. Chris Reed has never played a game at center. Like, he's listed as, as a guard center, but he has not played there. And so his struggles in snapping the football in sort of simple stuff are not surprising. But it is, it's intriguing that they continue to go back and forth there. And I wonder if this is part of the plan of we have to identify which of these guys, if either, can play this spot. Yeah. Because Bradbury's struggling so much that that, that becomes a very realistic and in my opinion not reckless speculation where you might have to make a trade to replace at least those two um if not eventually bradbury so they have not yet gone sort of the 
the nuclear step, which is pull Bradbury off the first team for a few snaps, right? To this point, the competition has solely happened on the second unit. So here's the weird thing about that. In in his um, extensive defense and comments of Garrett Bradbury on Saturday, Kevin O'Connell alluded to the fact that somebody else had played first team center at times. And I don't know if he misspoke or it, or if he's talking about a pra- uh, a closed practice or walkthrough or that we have not seen. referring to the practice schedule for next week. Maybe but he was looking further down his notes. It's all I tr- scripted. I have never seen Garrett Bradbury not. <laughs> We're living in team. a simulation. <laughs> is that what it is? We've been outsmarted. It's like a Star Wars. It's like a sci-fi. I'm just saying it was interesting he said that because I haven't seen it. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I I think they would be very careful about doing that in front of the public and the media. That it, yeah. it They know that once that happens, and with Bradbury, once mm-hmm. that happens in front of everyone, it's a huge conversation because you've, now you've made it official. So I guess the other question I have, and maybe I'm putting you on the spot here, is I don't, I'm not as concerned about the snap issues with Chris Reed. I feel like, okay, you have a month to go before the season. However many reps you need to take off to the side on your own with your family at home. Hey, uh, hey, hey kids. I don't know if yeah. he has kids or whatever, but just like stand behind dad about five <laughs> feet. Just needs to get some snapping practice in. I feel like that is the least of the concerns. Knock on wood. Watch. They put him in a game in week two. He snaps the ball. I'm I'm very concerned because. Uh, Hold on. on. What I'm saying is I think the bigger concern is if he's also getting pushed off the line. To me, that's the problem. Like, you can fix snapping issues. You can't fix not being big enough or not having the right base or technique like Garrett Bradbury for three or four years. So if you were to tell me, hey, watching practice, when Chris Reed does deliver a good snap, that thing holds up in the middle. That offensive line is not getting pushed back like it does with Garrett Bradbury half the time. Right. The problem with the snapping issues is the fact, though, that you can practice it, but you don't have a mammoth man lined up basically on you. And that's that's where it gets to be sort of a panicky, oh, my God, I've got to do this right, especially in shotgun. So, again, it comes back to the fact that especially good defensive tackles can alter that because you're trying to snap too quickly because you're worried about that guy. And, and look, part of the problem and why this decision is so important is in the first two games, you've got Kenny Clark, who is really good. And in week two, Monday night game, Jordan D- Davis, and if you go on there's Twitter a, right now, there's a video, that video, there's oh, a video where he destroys a man. <laughs> oh my god! Where he destroys a man. I mean, Garrett Bradbury is going to be in the fifth row of the link. Yeah. So this is where this gets to be dicey because what if you go through training camp and the O'Connell switch and all of these things to maximize Kirk, right, and to maximize this entire offense, and you haven't fixed this one cog? Which, by the way, if it's not fixed. It's a clogged drain. I saw I saw Eric Eager, our, our friend who's the head of research at Pro Football Focus, friend of the show, and he was tweeting this morning about how the the bet that the Vikings made was essentially on Garrett Bradbury was essentially that it's it's the easiest spot to hide along the offensive line for pass protection, which sounds crazy, but it's like you can't hide a left tackle, you can't hide a right tackle. The guards, you can kind of hide, but the, the two guards in the center are the easiest places to hide. So if, if you can't create a perfect roster and you have to take some gambles here and there and you have to bet on certain things getting better, 
that they decided, okay, um, we'd rather gamble that we can make Bradbury mm-hmm. competent than not sign Harrison Phillips mm-hmm. you know, or not sign Zadarius Smith in free mm-hmm. agency. You know, So we'll see. The problem with that bet is, is this, though. When your quarterback is Kirk, you can't do that. If your quarterback was mobile, then you can. Like, like, that's the great thing about this sport is it's a trickle down. So, like, if you have a quarterback that can scramble, okay, your center's not great. That's not good. But you know what? My guy can get out. My guy can throw. Um, with Kirk, the one thing you will not change about Kirk, no question, is this. Kirk will not, he's not only not mobile to a large degree, but the pocket presence will always be a huge problem. And you've got to do everything in your power as a coach to cover up for that deficiency. And one of those things is you cannot have, I mean, Kenny Clark right now is going to live right by Kirk the entire afternoon of the opener. Yep. And we're going to talk more Vikings on Mackie and Judd today too, in our, our Monday statement. So check that out and uh, yeah, keep, Keep coming back to us here on Purple Daily with Judd's Camp Notes. Let's just shout out our friends at Finch Home Solutions. If, if you're looking to fix some things around the house yes. and you're like us and you're not very handy, Finch yes. Home Solutions can help you. Yes. In fact, Finch does everything Judd can't do. So so let's cut to the chase here. Judd is incompetent when it comes to fixing things. Like if there is a light out, I can barely replace a light bulb. And so I've said before, what am I going to do? And ordinarily I call Dawn, but that's embarrassing. But you know what? Fitch Home Solutions does this professionally, and they do it well, and they can take care of everything from faulty outlets to flickering lights to installing or replacing electrical panels. I don't even know what electrical panels are. If you need a smoke detector That's a update, That's it, an issue. it is. It doesn't matter, though, because Finch does smoke detector update or perhaps your home needs rewiring completely. No job is too big or too small. Finch School is simple. Be known as the most trusted electrician in the Twin Cities. FinchHomeSolutions.com, 612-357-2604. FinchHomeSolutions.com is where the solutions to your electronical problems start. And tell them Judd told you to call because Judd said he can't fix a thing, but he knows that Finch can. A shout-out, too, to our friends at Federated. If you're looking for help elevating your business to the next level, Federated comes in with 100-plus years of experience rooted in Equity, integrity, teamwork, and respect. Those four cornerstones create the foundation that supports all interactions and decision-making. They specialize in risk management, tools, and resources. Uh, So sometimes you got to worry about protecting against risks on the horizon. Federated looks out for you. Federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. All right, dudes, that's a wrap on today's episode of Purple Daily. we got two more episodes coming down the pipeline today on the Purple Daily feed and YouTube channel. Realistic Randy Rants with Declan, and Before We Die with Jesse and Thor, part of our new schedule for this fall with some spinoff shows that we think you will enjoy. So check them out. We'll see you guys tomorrow on Purple Daily. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. It's crazy to think that a few weeks ago we were talking about whether or not Tua Tagovailoa should consider retiring after two concussions and worldwide debates on player safety and NFL culpability. Tua has done nothing but go back to work and currently has the Dolphins riding a three-game win streak and one loss behind the division-favorite Buffalo Bills. While everyone was yapping about the end of his career, Tua Tagovailoa said he'll decide when it's time, and clearly he's not ready to hang up the cleats. 
Hi, this is Chris Howard from the Plugged In with Chris Howard podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every sport. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the MLB playoffs, the start of the NHL season, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.